And the overcomer's night is a night whereby all offerings that we give go to missions. All offerings that we give in overcomer's night go to missions. I think I will begin to read to you from June letters we have received from various churches across the globe, even up to this week, who have been blessed through our program on television and on social media. This program reaches where our food cannot reach, and lives are being transformed. All our branches globally watch our life cast every every week and people join us as far as canada australia india uh, united states latin america african countries and from the middle east so the offering that we collect in overcomers night every penny goes into the mission field and so i wanted to buy your heads and speak to god about your giving with glad heart we bring this offering to the living God. Now, as you hold your offering in your hands, let me pronounce a blessing upon you. Our God and our King, the life of a tree is in the seed. And a seed planted in a field in a matter of time can become a forest. And Lord, you have said to us that we should bring this offering unto you. From Paul, you said it should be separated for mission outreach. And by this giving, your gospel is taken by air to the ends of the earth. Father God, I pray souls into the kingdom of God by this given tonight. Healing shall take place in human bodies by this given tonight. Those who are bound shall be delivered by this given tonight. Even those who are watching us right now live and who have connected with us in the giving to us this mission. That the blessings of God will be opened over all as we dip our hands in our pocket to give, O oh God, for the furtherance of the gospel. May miracles, signs, and wonders never cease in our life. May the covenant of God attached to this fulfillment be manifest upon our lives and families. Father, Lord, we decree that the floodgates of heaven will open over us so that we will be enriched in everything. And we will be able to give at all times. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying with thanksgiving. The choir have an anthem, so sit down and enjoy yourself while the ushers take the offering. Good evening, church. Good evening, church. Good evening. Good evening. 
um, the song that we are going to sing is called I Believe. I Believe. Um, and I just pray that as you listen to it, you would listen to the words and that your faith will be built up. The song talks about. Um, trusting in God, believing in God, and we just really pray that it blesses you and it ministers to you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
shout hallelujah somebody. No, you are sitting down shouting hallelujah. Come on, leap up to the sky and shout hallelujah. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. You know, whenever we bring offering to the Lord, God only accepts offering that come with thanksgiving. That is that rejoices. It's like when you want to come and give your father a thank you. Haven't he blessed you all your life, educated you, imparted into you? Now you begin to earn. And you come to your father and say, Father, I just want to bless you out of my own sweat now. It must come with a heart of gladness. And God appreciates that so much. When we bring offering to him with a heart of gratitude. And that is an offering acceptable before the Lord. Now just pray a prayer of thanks. Thank God for the privilege of giving. That God even blessed you to be able to give. Father, we bless your name. As we sang today, we say goodbye to sorrow. We say goodbye to pain. We say goodbye to failure. They will never have ground in you any longer. Father, we bless your name for this holy offering. I will present to you the holy offering that is brought by a holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to shine upon you. And may the Lord give you rest. In Jesus' holy name. Say after me, the Lord my God shall arise. He will have compassion on me. The time to favor me has come. Yea, my appointed time is now. For the Lord my God will arise. He will have favor on me. He will have compassion on me. The time to favor me has come. Yea, my appointed time is now. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Let's be seated for a few minutes. Do you know I allowed us testimonies today? Because... And also to sing and really praise God. Because God had done incredible things for us. The Lord, what the Lord told me to brief you about tonight, which we'll look more into in the new month, is just what the, the choir sang. God is fighting your battle for you. That is what he's saying. The Lord is fighting your battle for you. You may not know it. It may seem to you as if nothing is happening. But we serve a God who is invincible. And the victory that he wrought is first settled in the invincible, that is in the spiritual realm. Amazingly, after God had settled it in the spiritual realm, men who is physical have not seen it. And sometimes we could be panicking. Sometimes we could be worried. But let me say something for you. 
God is fighting your battle for you. We're going to look at the people of Israel just a little brief in the book of Exodus chapter 13 from verse 7. In this little piece, I want to show you a few things that is synonymous to you. Things that are how your life is, is what I want to show you here. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, if we look at it because of those who have not um, um, read the story about, about Israel, Israel got to Egypt because there was famine in Israel in the time of Joseph. And the Bible says a king came, the Joseph became a king in, 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 in Egypt, eventually through the gift of dreams, interpretation of dreams, he became a king. But then the people of Israel came uh, during the famine, which Joseph was in charge of the whole galleries. And then after they came, they began to settle, uh, they settled there and they began to have children. And they had so many children to the extent that a Pharaoh came who did not know about Joseph and he decided to intimidate them and they became slaves. Whenever we talk about Egypt in the Bible, we 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 um apply egypt to the world okay and when we talk about israel we apply that to the children of god those who are born again and in looking at how the god of israel operated with the jews every christian can see themselves in the light of that and you can understand how god operates with you you and I who are born again, the Bible calls us Jews. But we are the spiritual Jews. That is the reason why all what the prophecy God gave to Isaiah, we claim it. The prophecy God gave to Moses, we claim it, isn't it? Ezekiel, you claim it. Every Old Testament prophecy and promise is yours. Hallelujah, like Deuteronomy is mine. Chapter 29, uh, chapter 28 from verse 1 to verse 14 is mine. But from verse 15 is to my enemy. Hallelujah, somebody. We can see ourselves Christians in the light of the Jews in those days. So the Bible says that when the time came for God to release Israel, he sent Moses. And if you look at from chapter 1 to chapter 3 of Exodus to chapter 5, you will see God's dealing with Moses. But tonight, we want to see how God delivered Israel from Egypt, which is the typical of how God delivers you and I from our sorrow, from our pain, from our battle that we fight. It is when, God, when Pharaoh lets the people go, Pharaoh is a type of the devil. God did not lead them on the road through Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their mind and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the des- by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt, armed for battle. Now, look at this scripture. It is a typical of somebody who just got born again. When Jesus saves you from the hands of Satan, all right, there is no shortcut for you and I. 
We have to go through the steps gradually until we become powerful. Though the Bible reveals here, God did not lead them to short through shortcut. No shortcut in Christianity. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. You had that brother who gave testimony, brother uh, Elder Monique. They waited for 17 years for a prophecy concerning childbearing to happen. While they were young and they were believing God, God did not show up. But he had done it. The baby didn't show up. But God had done it. They received prophecies over prophecies and the prophecy is always the same. Though they may be about 10 years apart, they may be spoken through other people who were not there. Because it is God. When God is speaking, whether he spoke in India over a matter, or he spoke in America or in North Korea, it is the same prophecy, he will say. You won't get to one country and what God said to you changes to what he said to you before. But they waited all these years until God's appointed time came. And God used those spirits to season them, to educate them, to empower them. Now, when they start to testify about the power of God, they know what they are talking about. I would get now. Delay with God is not denial. So God does not lead us through shortcut. There is no such a thing as a miracle money. It does not happen. He that gathers money little by little, maketh it good. God don't give miracle money. Amen? So therefore, but they were armed for battle. Which tells you that from the day you are born again, Holy Spirit is inside you. You have everything that God is living within you. You are armed for battle. But understand, though you may be armed for battle, at the time, you do not know how to use the arms. Alright? So God will take you through season. Discipleship course, all manners of training, Bible reading, it says in verse 21, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or by night. I love this. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Listen to me. From the day you are born again, the presence of God is ever with you. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm going to show you something here. The Bible tells us here that God led them. Everyone born again, the Spirit of God leads you. Alright? By day and by night, His presence is always with you. It doesn't matter what you are going What you are going through does not define whether the presence of God is there. The presence of God was with them day and night. Look at chapter 14 verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pithahiroth between Migdol and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites were wandering around the land in confusion, held by the deserts. <laughs> and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will what? Pursue them. 
but I will gain glory to myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptian will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelite did this. Come on now. What does this mean to you? Understand, these people have been led out of bondage to a promised land, destiny. But along the road, God says, stop. And when you stop, I'm stopping you because I want to confuse the devil. All right? The problem that you are having, you will soon find out. It is by the hand of God. And God will allow those situations in your life only for one reason. The reason is that for God to be glorified. If there is no testing, you will never have testimony. Are you with me, somebody? If you do not have trials, you cannot have triumph. Every testing that comes before you, every trial and tribulation, they only come for one reason. Because God permitted them to do so. So that God may gain glory over your enemy again. And the end of your trial trial shall lead to triumph. The end of your tribulation will lead to rejoicing. The Bible says God said, stop. Because I want to, I want the devil to feel that you are confused. I want Pharaoh to feel that you are confused. And then he says, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh to pursue you. Hello? You know, when I was teaching this, um, I, I did a reflection on this very deeply in uh, uh, ECM for three days. When I was talking about glory. Anytime an enemy set out to pursue a Christian, it is by the command of God. <laughs> Hello, somebody. If an enemy pursue you, if somebody says to you that I see a vision, they are pursuing you, tell him it is God who commanded them to pursue me. Do you know something? We do not fight, but we have a champion and a warrior who fights on our behalf. His name is the Almighty. If it, when God wants to flex his muscle, he will create a battle to come. Look at the book of Second Chronicles where you go home, read it, chapter 20. There was no problem in Israel. Everybody was at peace and God commanded the enemies to surround Israel. And they did. Only because God wanted to establish a legacy of how he can fight through worship. Through praise and worship, God wanted people to recognize how praise and worship can bring God to a field and he will begin to fight the enemies. And the most unreasonable battle happened. People without arms going to face men who are fully armed with only singing in their lips. It is God who said... Attack Israel. He had in Pharaoh's heart. And he said to Pharaoh, pursue them. Pursue them. And Pharaoh got up and pursued Israel. Verse 8 says, The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites, who were marching out boldly. Do you believe that God knows all things? I can hear your ears. You know, this minute, I don't have more time. When I'm speaking, write down those things I'm telling you. Write them down. I expect to write down so that you can regurgitate what I'm teaching you. If we believe that God knows all things, He is the Alpha and the Omega, yes? 
So God knows your beginning before you began. Come on now, say amen. So if God knows the beginning before it began, can any enemy pursue you without the knowledge of God? Come and answer me. Can an affliction come into your body without God knowing it? Can anything happen to you without God knowing it? Impossible. It is impossible. Nothing can happen to a Christian without God knowing it and God permitting it. Listen to me. From the day you are born to the day you die, it is battle. Anyone listening to me who has been running helter skelter looking for solution, that's why you will never get it. For the Bible says salvation is found in no one else. Neither is there any name under heaven by which man shall be saved. Therefore, for those of you who are already born again, don't be scared about those who pursue you. Don't be scared about the name or title that they carry. Understand, it is God who said, pursue him. Why? That God may gain glory. All those who pursue you will end up God gaining glory over them. It says here, The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Israel, so that he pursued Israelites who were marching out boldly. Your enemies will be very bold when he's pursuing. The Egyptians, all the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near by Haredoth, opposite Baal Zephon. There is something I want to know here. The Bible tells us here that when Pharaoh pursued Israel, he brought everything he had, all the strength and arsenal. That with somebody listening to me in the deathbed, and the doctors have said to you, you have a few days to live. I revoke it in the name of Jesus. Because when Satan is allowed by God sometimes, he allows him to bring everything, every arsenal and power that he has. It's not behind God. Understand also, who is the one who delayed them so that enemy will overtake them? God did. God caused the delay. He instructed them to wait so that the enemy will overtake them. There is nothing that can happen to you without your God permitting it. Listen to me. There is nothing that can happen to a Christian without God permitting. That's the reason why a believer, when you see battle, what you should do is sing praises. Amen. When things are going tough and it seems as if hell has set loose at you, that is when we know who are truly born again. The brother said he does not believe in prayer beggar. Some people will be running from pillar to post. There is a man there, they will run to him. They will, all the men you are running to are devils, incarnate. When I talk to you on Sunday, you will see many exposed. Listen to me. A child of God must understand how God operates. God delayed them. If there is a delay, your life is caused by God. How can you see the hand of God if those things don't happen? They overtook them. Look at verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. Look at the beginning. This is normal for every Christian. When the past, when things are, at, I mean, 
uh, approaching you that are bigger than you, the first thing you do is that you cry to God, isn't it? He's coming and they cry to God, yes? But l- listen further. They cry to the Lord, everybody. <clears throat> then said Moses, was it, then they said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Do some people not blame their pastors? Come on now. Can you marry these two? They just cried to God to save them. Then a group of them stopped crying to God and they start blaming their leader. Hello? Anointing has departed from him, they say. Where are the miracles of old, they say. They forgot all the signs and wonders wrought through the hands of Moses in Egypt. And they said to him, God has departed from here. We better go back to the world, Egypt. We better go back. We, we, we don't have any part again in this church. Nothing is happening here anymore. We are going back to the world. That is what happens here. There are two classifications of people who claim to be born again. There are those who are truly born again. There are those who are professed born again. And the ones who are professed born again do not really know who God is, though we worship together. They can speak in tongues, mind you, but yet they are not truly born again. Listen to me. Because it is by their fruits we know them. Those who are born again are really proven when temptation and trials arise. That's when we know who is saved. That's when we know who is saved. But when you see these kind of people, they are looking only for miracles. And at this time, they don't understand that God performs His miracle at His own will. The same Moses they have seen perform signs and wonders. They are now accusing Him. Where are your signs and wonders now, Moses? Did He not say the same thing to Jesus? The church of God must be very careful about people like that. Because they will waste away. But they are like shafts. When, when, when you take the seed and you, 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 um, you know, peel the seed, you throw the seed up and blow air, the shaft will fall away and the seed will remain. Don't deny your God because of pressure or trial or temptation or tribulation. Your God is fighting your battle. What happened to all this time? When they were complaining against Moses, God kept quiet. God was looking at them. Isn't it? So, you have a team of people who are praying. Who say Moses will stand by you? Moses, don't worry. God will will do it. Our God will do it. We have seen the signs of old. He will still do it again. And you have other people saying, shut your mouth. God has departed. Let us go back to Egypt. Those who want to go back to Egypt, come here. And they had their company. <coughs> While they were talking, it says in verse 12, Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. <laughs> it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Come on now. Watch it. You have people say things like that in church today? Verse 13 says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. 
Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptian you see today, you shall see them no more. There are two words there. Come on now. I want to encourage ministers who are going through this season that some people have divided in your church and saying God has departed from you. Maybe you are listening to me. Why does the devil bring that? To detract the attention of the leader. Maybe he too will deny God. Listen to me. Your focus must be on the one who called you. Now, if you hear very well here, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. That was Moses' words. Encouragement. Keep on encouraging one another. Keep on encouraging your church in the midst of greatest adversity. Be confident in the God that you profess from beginning. Even if you don't see any dramatic manifestation, God is still in the midst of you. Don't, don't tie your God down with a little manifestation. No, God is bigger than that. He keeps quiet sometimes. Now, Moses began by personal declaration. Stand firm. That is the word of faith. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. That is prophetic declaration. That is a word you speak by faith. Like Elijah said, there shall be no dew or rain except by my word. It is not prophetic utterance, but it's a declaration of faith which is prophetic. There shall be no. That is prophetic. Prophetic is something talking about the future. Right? But it was a word of faith. Not because God told him. He spoke it by for God. But if you look at the next line, God was speaking through him. What did God say to him? The Egyptian you see today, you will never see again. Let me say something to you. If you are not a person who operates by faith, so that when you see situations of your life, you make a declaration of faith, you will never hear God speak utterance. Prophetic declaration, which is the word of faith declared into situation. It creates an atmosphere for the God, the spirit of prophet to now speak. And when God speaks, and he speaks through utterance, what God has said must happen. It is bound to happen. It is bound to happen. But a Christian who looks at condition, he that watches the wind shall not sow. I can understand. Whenever I read this thing, I look at the church and shake my head. Now people are still falling the same victim of this. <laughs> How can someone think that someone that God has used before, God will pack him up? Pack him up for what? When the Bible says the gift and the calling is without repentance. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> well, sometimes we talk about that more. So he says for that. Verse 14. Let me read verse 13. Moses answered, do not, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. You will see them no more. Now, then verse 14 it says, the Lord what? Will fight the battle for you. You only need to stay where you are. Somebody say amen. amen. Tell somebody stay where you are. <laughs> Be still, he says, and know that I am God. They will not tell any one of you the story of glory of this house in your absence. You will not be absent when the glory shall descend. 
and say, I used to be with them. No, it will not be your portion. For the glory, it has to come. Because the king of heaven has predetermined it. And so he will do in his time. The Egyptian you see today, you will never see again. Then verse 14, he says, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Come, come. Then the Lord said, come on now. Then the Lord said, the word of faith, prophetic utterance, it brings God to manifestation. The Lord spoke not to all of them, but to the one who sealed before him. To the one who still have faith in him, though the enemy has overtaken them. They are within a javelin distance for Pharaoh's army to override them completely. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? <clears throat> Tell the Israelites to what? Move on. Advance. In the midst of situation, what do you do? Advance. Don't let situation cripple you. Hello. Let me give you an example. If something happened to my leg, and this leg does not work anymore, I can still move with this leg, isn't it? Instead of sitting down and saying, oh, this is my leg, I can't do anything, oh, because of this leg. No, 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 that leg, I will drag it to do things. What I ought to do, that leg will not stop me from doing it. That is what God is saying. That is acting upon faith. He says to them, advance. Advance into what? Into the trouble. Advance into what? Into the ocean, into the sea, where there is no way. That is moved by faith. Begin to act as if you have received what you are asking for. He says, tell Israel to move on. Then he gave him a prophetic direction. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Look at what God is saying now. He's saying that you are the one that will stretch your staff. What is your staff? The word of God. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When the Bible talks about the staff, the rod, it's talking about the word of God. The word of God that you receive, speak it to situations and move ahead in life. As far as I'm concerned, and I told you, I don't believe that there's anything under heaven that can hinder Apostle William. Somebody say amen. amen. What about you too? <laughs> I cannot hear you, boy. <laughs> I cannot hear you, man. <laughs> I cannot hear you. Come on now. I had a dream today. Let me tell you my dream. <laughs> huh? I had a dream today. I told mommy, I don't always have dream. I don't have to. I only want to sleep and wake up. That's it. Some people look for dream every day. I don't know where you come from. And if you dream every day, something is wrong with your mind. The Bible says, I shall lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O God, may keep me dwelling in safety. Why should you be having dream every day? Hallelujah. But when I have dream, it is a revelation. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> I had a dream today. And the Lord was teaching me something. In that dream, I saw that the Lord made me go into a class. I was preparing for an examination. And that examination, I was expected to be the best student in the class. But prior to my examination, I preoccupied myself. All right? And I did not have time enough to read for the examination. So when I got to the class, I could only understand thoroughly. 
question one. Okay? So I just did the question one and I sat behind. And when I sat behind, the Lord was there as the invigilator. And then other students were looking up to me, expecting my distinction. Okay? But then, at the end of the class, I just went to, the, to my invigilator and said that, um, you know, the fact is that I would like to receive this examination. Because I only did question one. I said, because I did not have enough time to read the whole lecture. And he said to me, did you understand? I said, yes. He said, he that gathered money little by little, make it grow. He said, to be on top of your knowledge, you must read daily. He says, do not, do not postpone what you should do today for tomorrow for what you did not do today you have lost it for life he told me it will be empirical that the lord will tell me that you understand what i'm saying because i teach you that i told you that for academics or knowledge or bible if you read two hours a day anything you are doing if you can discipline yourself two hours within a day Anything you are trying to gain in knowledge, you will be on top of it. You will be on top. And two hours a day is not too cumbersome. But yet, it is not easily available. Isn't it? Because of a lot of times that we waste. Isn't it? Listen to me. So when I got up, I told mommy that... The Lord visited me today, but it's interesting, and I understand what he's talking to me about, both spiritual and intellectual. I understand it. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So what I'm saying to you is so simple. Do not allow anything that confronts you to determine who you are. Your God is fighting the battle. Raise your staff and divide the water so that you can go through dry ground. Here now, God said he should raise his staff so that he can divide. But when I read further, you will see who divided the, the water. We'll soon finish this now. I will harden the heart of Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through, the, his, uh, uh, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory. Can you see how much God is saying, I will gain glory, I will gain glory, I will gain glory, I will gain, <coughs> I will gain glory, I will gain glory. And who is having the problem? You. <coughs> God is fighting, isn't it? God is fighting to gain glory. But you are the one and I, it appears that we are confused. What is the situation going on in your life? It's because God wants to gain glory. I may say God was a glory. I can tell you prophetically that as we enter the new months, you will see the glory of the Lord. <coughs> Interesting. This gives me so much comfort when I read through it. It made every situation around me that is challenging me nothing. It made them nothing. I look at every situation that I'm facing in my life... And I say, oh, no wonder, because God wants to gain glory. 
And when I was teaching them, <clears throat> it gave me another understanding about situations of life. That I have been saying that do not let the circumstances where you are determine what you will become. But I understand it now deeper that no witch, no wizard, no spirit can come after a Christian unless God says, go after him. Why? So that God will gain glory. Hallelujah. The end of your situation will bring glory to God. (laughs) Come on now. Let's see how God gained glory. Then the angel of the Lord, who had been traveling in front of the army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egyptian and Israel. God will put a separation between you and your enemies. Now if you look at this scripture here, it talks about the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind the pillar of cloud. So who is the angel of God then? Pillar of what? Is the pillar of fire. What led them in the night? Pillar of fire, isn't it? And in the day, pillar of cloud. And the Bible says the angel in the front, which is the fire, came to the back to the pillar of cloud. That is the angel of the Lord. The Lord himself, the consuming fire. And his glory was the cloud. And God came. The the angel of the Lord came out in the front and stood in the glory. And there was darkness to one side and there was light to the other side. Come on now, come on now, come on now, come on now. I say... The angel of the Lord, which is the fire, pillar of fire, going in front of them, when the time came for God to fight, and he went behind them to join the cloud, which is the glory. Listen to me. Demarcating between Israel and Egyptians. I don't know what is, what is pursuing you or what is around you or the situation you are going through today. I say to you that tonight, God will put a demarcation between you and the enemies. I say God will put a demarcation between you and the enemies. I say God will put a demarcation between you and the enemies. We don't fight. He is the only one who fights the battle. He caused the battle. He tears up the waters so that the oceans will rage. Jehovah is his name. And in this is appointed time, he will come and stand between you and your difficulty and the impossibility of your life so that God can gain glory. How can you have people over there in night, deep night, they cannot see, and people over here in light? It is the hand of God. Listen to me. He came between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side. The the cloud brought darkness to the side of the enemy and it brought light to to the saints of God. So neither went near the other all night long. When the, when the Lord saw that, they, that Pharaoh was just a short distance to grab them, God came to me, to, between them. 
He will never leave you to be defeated. Come on, he will never leave you to be defeated. Then what happened? Verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hands over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the water back. Who drove the water back? Who drove the water back? Who is the one who drove the water back? He said the Lord drove the water back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided. But let me help you with verse 14. Remember? It says the Lord will fight for you. Alright? And then verse 15 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell Israel to move on. And then he says in 16, Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea. Now, but then it's interesting. God said Moses will divide the water. Yes. Did you see that there in verse 16? But who really divided the water? The Lord himself. What did Moses do? Stretch out the rod. What do you do? Speak the word. What do you do? Speak the word. What do you do? Speak. Hey, you can't understand me. I said the word is in your mouth. He said the word of faith that we confess. What you do is to speak the word. Let me tell you this. I was called by Pastor, Pastor Qatar. During the week, two weeks ago, before we went to, to, to Germany, he sent the text to many people. When I read the text in Germany, I called him. What does the text say? Our church in Kabul, 400 priests of, of, um, of voodoo, they, 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 they came around the church and surrounded the church and told them they would put a curse on our pastor. Okay? Some of you received that text, yes? Come on now. Now, so when I received it, I received it in, in um, Germany. I called him quickly. I said that, are they still there? He said, yes. I said, tell pastor by tomorrow he will not find them again. I said, I don't pray over the devil. I don't pray. If I have to pray for the Kabul church, I will pray that the power of God will visit them. But to pray that the devil, medium counsel, I said, tell the pastor to stand out. Okay? Confront them. Come out. They can't touch you. If any one of them will raise their hand, then you will see intervention. That hand will wither. I said, tell him. That hand will not stand. It is not a prayer matter. Somebody is boasting of voodoo. Get out and face him. Get out and face him. And I said to him, tomorrow I call you. Good night. He texts me <laughs> the following day. He said, out of 400 men who came to cast spell on him, 380 fled, remaining 20. I said, those 20 as children of salvation, go and preach the word of God to those ones. Listen to me. Stretch the rod. Satan does not want you to stretch your rod, which is the word of God. He doesn't. He doesn't understand the rod was in obedience to the instruction. And which means Moses did not ask God, you told me to strike the rod. What will happen thereafter? Or how do I strike the rod? The command is stretch the rod. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. And by faith he did. And then he saw wonders he had never seen, man. 
He saw wonders that he'd never seen. I cannot understand this. He stretched the rod. And he says, all that night, when the, the pillar of cloud and fire caused darkness to Israel, they are snoring, sleeping sound. The, the Lord drove the sea. And if you read chapter 15, it says, by the blast of your nostrils, the waters congeal. It was Miriam prophet who made us understand what God did. This scripture says, and the Lord, the Lord drove the sea with a strong easterly wind and turned it into dry ground and divided water and, and the water were divided. But Miriam said, God blasted his nose. The wind that came out of his, of his nosery is the easterly wind. You know something? If you didn't do physics, you may not understand what I want to say now. The Bible says the waters congealed. Congelation happens when you apply heavy wind into a liqueur. It will now congeal. It will become ice. Anomalous expansion. Are we we together? I hope you still remember. When you apply heavy wind upon a liquid, it congeals. It goes through anomalous expansion and then it becomes like eyes. Only the nose of God. (laughs) What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Is your problem as big as the Red Sea? So if God blasted his nosery and Red Sea congealed, tonight he will blast his nosery over your situation. <laughs> Fear not the enemy. Fear not situations that surround you. When you see a situation, just say, Father, this is for you to be glorified. When they, when they told Jesus Christ that the child of, the, of Lazarus died, um, or when they told him that Lazarus died, what did Jesus say? He said his death is not death. He, 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 he will not die. And then eventually, physically, he died. Look at John 11. Jesus said the sickness is not unto death. And a few days after, he did die. He died. For four days, rotting. After Jesus spoke that he will not die, physically he died. He died. But let me say this. When they came to Jesus and said that he died, he told to Jesus that, well, Jesus said he sleeps. And he said, no problem. If he sleeps, let's have our time. He said, oh man, you didn't understand. He for you, I will use the word, he is dead. And one of them said, let's go and die with him. He said, no, we will not die with him. We will raise him from the dead. Because the word is that he shall not die. So which means that Abel said he shall not die. Even if he died, he will live again. It's like the situation of that brother. The job that they got for him, the person who gave him letter to employ him, which he gave letter to the, to the government. Half of government giving him the, the permission to work in the company. He came back and he said, there is no more job. Can you imagine? How can a person, a company apply for a person in a country that I have job for him, so give him visa to work with me. And they give him visa only to come back and say, there is no job. Then what do we say to that? Pray? No, we have to speak the word. 
The same place where they have said no to you. That is the place they will call you back. I say they will call you back. I say they will call you back. I say they will call you back. Every privilege God has ordained for you that have been robbed by, by men or by spirit, the Lord will cause them to restore back the years the locals have eaten. We're not praying for another solution. We are praying for that one that they deprived of you. He says, he will say to the north, don't give up. The Bible says God, it, God drove the water. Then the Egyptian pursued them, verse 23. And all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed into the rest. During the last watch of the night, I love that, that's about 3 a.m. to 6 the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire <laughs> and cloud to the Egyptian army and threw them into confusion. I said, the Lord threw my enemies into confusion. The Lord will throw your enemies into confusion. That's what he's saying. When they see the eyes of God fighting you, they will go into confusion. He says, he made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. God will slow down the speed of those who pursue you. He says, and the Egyptians said, let us go back. Get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. As you are going to the month of June, I say, God will fight a battle for you. To the place whereby the enemy will say, let us withdraw from him. They will withdraw from your camp. This is God himself. This is the glory God wants to gain. You know, we make God nothing when we fear situations. That's why I'm, I can't put up with Christians or ministers who magnify situations. Somebody is in a problem, it came to you, and you are now analyzing it and expounding the problem. Instead of you to tell the person there is no problem, because God will do something. And agree with, with him in solution. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand, the word of God again, over the sea, so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptian and the chariots and the horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards, towards the sea. Can you imagine? Enemies should run away from destruction. Now it is their own time to be confused. They were running towards destruction. And the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen of the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. Stand upon your feet. Do you know what you are going to do tonight? You are going to cry unto the Lord. That Father, I have seen. Take glory over all circumstance that is surrounding my life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. The impossible things in my life, take glory over them, O oh God. Tell the Lord, take glory, take glory, take glory. Fight my battle for me, Lord Jesus. There is a lot of battle that God fight on our behalf we do not know. Tell the Lord, take glory as I go into the new month. Let me see the manifestation of your power. Tell the Lord, let me see the manifestation of your glory as I go into the new month. Take glory, O oh God. He said, your Egyptian you see today, you shall never see them again. The Egyptian you see today, you shall never see them again. 
Whatever situation that you are fighting with, speak to those situations. Speak into those situations. Ask for the intervention of God. Something that appears totally impossible. It, could not, it may not be facing you directly. It may be facing your family. It may be facing your children. It may be facing your father or your mother. God will attend to it as you cry to God right now. Every problem shall be somersaulted. They shall be solved by the mighty power of God. Ask God, intervene on my behalf. Intervene for my sake. Intervene for my sake. Destroy all the arsenal of the devil. All the weapons of Satan over my life, over my children, over my family. Father, destroy them. Arise, O God, my King, and destroy the powers of the devil. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. my God. Father, we pray. Tell the Lord when I will come next month. Put laughter in my mouth over this issue. Give me a testimony over this situation. Anything that the devil has done against you, your children, your family. Tell the Lord it is for you to be glorified. Glorify yourself, O God, in this situation. Glorify yourself in this situation. That my testimony, O God, may be among mortal men. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Brandale reboshi, prendale mongrale bosanda. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. In the book of Exodus 15, when the prophetess was speaking, it says the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Father Lord, I stand upon the word. And I say to everyone under my voice across the globe, every battle of your life that is facing you, the Lord your God shall arise as a mighty warrior. <clears throat> as you go into the sixth month, I said, the Lord your God shall arise as the mighty warrior. He says, your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatter the enemy. The Lord will search out his right hand over your life. Every power that is confronting you, every power that is contending with you shall be shattered by the right hand of God. Sicknesses shall be destroyed. Infirmities shall be taken away. I say, the condition of your life that looks like a stigma, you shall be separated from it. Something that has changed your identity, that is an ugly situation. That people who have known you before, they forgot your name. But they only describe you by this odd situation today. I say you are separated in the name of Jesus. The God, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, that put a demarcation between Israel and Egypt, He will demarcate between you and your sorrow. He will demarcate between you and your problem. He will demarcate between you and your infirmity. In the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. People who are waiting for your shame, they will soon celebrate you. As 
as you enter the month of June, you will be celebrated. I say as you enter the month of June, you will be celebrated. People who are waiting for you to, to laugh as come at you. I say as you enter the month of June, you, they will have a cause to come and celebrate your God. They will sing with you and say, when the Lord brought back the captivity to Zion, you are like men who dream. As it is this month of signs and wonders, signs and wonders will follow you. June is the month of signs and wonders. Signs and wonders shall follow you. Everywhere you go, you will be a sign. You will be a wonder. You and your household, you shall be a sign and a wonder. The power that oppressed you over the years today, I arrest them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says, God won't kiss concerning them, saying, touch not God's anointed and make God's prophet no harm. Those who want to put you to shame shall be put to shame before you. Those who want to laugh at you, you will laugh at them in the name of the Lord. I say your time to be celebrated has come. In the midst of the sons of men, God will single you out in the month of June. In the midst of, of tribulation, in the midst of trouble and sorrow, God will single you out for wonders in the name of Jesus. He will single you out for mighty wonders in the name of Jesus Christ. As people have testified today, there could be some among you saying, how long will I wait? I say you wait no more. The time of your signs and wonders has come. The time of the manifestation of God's power for you has come. In this season, you shall be glorified. And the Lord will take glory over all the arsenal of the wicked one concerning your life. As you enter the new month, the Lord will open your eyes to see. He will grant you discernment of your spirit. The Lord will open your insight to be able to see. He will will stretch out his mighty hand and do signs and wonders untold in the midst of you. According to Exodus chapter chapter 34 verse 10, it says, The new covenant I make with you... Among you, I will do wonders never done before. God will do wonders in Christ with Tabernacle in the month of June that have never been done before. All the people you live among, your family members, your people in the workplaces, your people in your environment, in your neighborhood, in your city, in your nation, they will see the wonders that God will do in the midst of you. He will lift you with his right hand above in the nations. He will manifest himself and his glory upon this house over the nations. And the name of the Lord shall be exalted and magnified. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. We thank you. The impossible of your life shall be made possible. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah forevermore. If you came with a request... Or you came with a bottle of oil, lift it up, and I will pray over it. You are entering into a strange month. Yea, my God. You will celebrate in June. (laughs) Oh, my, oh, my. I see myself dancing in June. Why, Lord? (laughs) Oh, my, oh, my. Something awesome will happen to us in June. (laughs) <laughs> Something amazing. God will change your, your, your name from sorrow or bitter to laughter. Hey, the very mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Uh, shall we pray? I invoke your name, O God, into this oil. And I call this oil the oil of wonders. 
that by the anointing of this all signs and wonders shall be made manifest glory that had departed shall be restored father power to be called restorers of bridges or devastated shall be given lord and your name shall be exalted this is june we are entering into a few days or hours and minutes I present all our requests from January to you, God. <clears throat> Those among them that should have happened but have been hindered by any reason, I call them to manifestation together. I say the month of June shall be a month of multiple manifestations for you. If anybody's way has been barriered or blocked or hindered, I speak in Christ in God. As May shall be ended 2018 and it shall never be seen again, so it shall be that those situations of your life, the road that have been blocked before you shall be opened and the situation shall be ended and it shall never be disobligated again. Whatever stand against your joy shall end with the month of May. A new glory from heaven shall descend upon you. Yeah. You will not have a carryover. Yeah. Really, for your time of waiting, the Lord will abundantly bless you. Yeah. You will enter the month of June with singing in your mouth. Yeah. Sorrow and sign will flee away from you. Yeah. Uh-huh. As heaven shall be opened before you and over you. And the sons of men shall see the glory of your God. Father, we thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the king of heaven. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Can I call Pastor Tad to come and take announcements before we close?